Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, good evening. It's absolutely fantastic to see you all today. And thank you for making it to our 5pm carol service. And we are a full house, aren't we? Absolutely chock-a-block. Well, give me a wave if you're looking forward to Christmas 2019. Oh, there's a few of us. There's many things we enjoy about Christmas, isn't there? Maybe it's the turkey. Maybe it's the presents, the extra chocolates that we get to eat. Time with family and friends. Children, there's no school. Adults, maybe it's a few days from work. And one of the things that I enjoy about Christmas, these last few years especially, is seeing the Christmas lights. Like, don't you think lights have become a really big thing? Like, where we live, people just seem to want to get bigger and better every year with their lights on their house. And if you're a bit like me, I love having a little drive round at night at Christmas or a little walk around and seeing the different houses and thinking, oh, I like that one. Oh, if only next year I could get myself a bit more organised. I'd love to do that. And it's a bit like you see houses and some houses you see, you think it's good, it's simple, it's classy, it's good. Maybe they look a bit like this one. Just a few lights, it's not too much, but it looks good. You know, that, that's like a starting point, isn't it? And then you, you go up a few, a few notches on the ladder and there's other houses then that you think, that's really good. Like, I would love my house to look like that. I mean, come on, look at those lights. You know, we've got all things going on, colours. There's probably a projector that lights up the lights even more. And, but then you can go up the ladder even more. And then there's some houses, hold fire, Daniel. There's some houses that you see that you think, oh my Even if for 364 days of the year I worked, my house would never look like that. And a few days ago, me and Dave and the kids, we went to see a house that I thought never in a million years could I do anything with lights like that. Do you want to see it? Are you sure? Thanks, Daniel. There we go. Okay. Let me give a bit more details around this. This is actually two houses. So these neighbours much really like each other. And they've gone together and their house is amazing. And we got there and we stood outside and me and Isabella did not say a word. That does not happen very often between me and Isabella. But we looked and I'm not joking. You go and you stand at the house and Michael Bublé Christmas CD is playing Okay, so you're welcome by Michael Bublé. And then as we went and stood by the giant snowman, he's also singing Christmas tunes as well. And then if that's not enough, 
I don't know if you can see, but on the top, in the middle, the window is Father Christmas himself who comes and gives us a wave and he's lit up. Then he disappears. And as Michael Bublé carries on singing, Father Christmas appears again. And it is incredible, people. If you want to go visit, come talk to me later. I'll tell you where this house is. I'm sure they're open for more visits next week. But they know how to do lights. And actually, lights are really important. I wonder if you've ever been in a situation where actually you've got no lights. Like, not even one little light. And a few years ago, the area where Dave and I and our family lived kept having regular power cuts. It would be so annoying. We'd be at home, I'd be cooking the dinner, I'd be tidying up the kids' mess again, Dave's mess again, doing all the chores, and suddenly, with no warning, boom, the lights would go out. Nothing. TV down, lights off, you couldn't do a job. And the first thing I'd think is, where was that torch? Where was the last place I put that torch? You know what it's like? You can never find something when you need it. Never. And this would keep happening. And I said to Dave, come on, we need to get ourselves a bit more organised. So we're ready for those power cuts. Let's go and buy ourselves a really good torch. So we bought a torch like this. Oh, we can see everyone at the back now. So we got, we got a really bright torch so that when all those lights went out, we could switch it on and we could see our way around. It gave us light, but to be honest, it was still a little bit difficult at times to find our way. We'd still maybe stub our toe a bit. I'd still slip on the kids' papers on the floor. It would help us find our way to a certain degree, but we were still struggling finding our way completely around the house without the light that we really needed. And actually, that got me thinking because there's times in our life when we can find it hard to find our way. Not just when we're in a power cut, but there's some seasons of our life, isn't there, where we think, I'm struggling finding my way. Maybe you're in a job right now and you're thinking, what's the way forward? Shall I stay in this job? Shall I go find another job? What shall I do? Maybe you've got a relationship and you've hit a bit of a tricky patch. It's a bit of a challenging season. And maybe you're thinking about you and that person and you're thinking, what's the best way forward with this relationship? Maybe for you, 2019 has brought some health reports, health concerns, and maybe it's making you reconsider what's the best way forward. Do I need to change some of my ways so I can deal with this thing that's blown into my life? And for some of us, simply we think, what's my purpose? 2020, what should I be doing? What is the way that I should be going? And you see, the Christmas story that we've been singing about tonight, we've been hearing about, is actually all about someone that came to show you and me the way. And this person came in the form, not of a king or a celebrity or a superstar, but actually in the form of a baby, weak, helpless, 
the baby that we know as baby Jesus. And as babies do, they don't stay small for long. Jesus grew into a Jewish boy and eventually Jesus grew into a man. And the Bible tells us that from the age of 30 to 33, so only three years, Jesus went around in quite a small area and he did amazing things. He healed sick people. He even rose some people from the dead. He brought people joy. But most of all, he said, I'm here to show you the way. I'm here to light up the way. And in fact, Jesus said this about himself. He said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus came to show you and me the way. But how did he do that? How did Jesus show us the way? Well, to answer that question, we've got to rewind the clock a few years, a few hundred years, in fact. And we've got to actually go back to what the Bible calls the start when God made this beautiful world that you and me get to enjoy. And after God made this world, he made human beings. You're sitting next to a great human being tonight. You're a human being. And God made human beings for one reason. He made them so he could have a relationship with them. So he could have a friendship with them. And that's just how it was right at creation. But something got in the way. Have you ever had a relationship and something's got in the way? Maybe they've gone in a mood or you've gone in a mood. Maybe you've had a disagreement and you've even said, well, we're going to go our separate ways because this disagreement has got in the way. Maybe you've just fallen out. Maybe they're jealous or maybe you've got the wrong end of the stick and something gets in the way. And if we're honest, things can get in the way really quickly, can't they? And you see, something got in the way between God and mankind. And this thing, the Bible calls a sin. But sin, really simply, is the wrong things that you and me think, say and do. Maybe things like gossip, bad words, being jealous, cheating, being dishonest, being selfish... All the things that you and me do, probably near enough every day. But you see, because God is holy, he cannot have a relationship when you and me have got all this wrong rolling around inside of us. And this sin created a barrier. It created a wall. It's like when you fall out with that friend, it's like there's a barrier. There's a wall between you and that person and it feels pretty horrible, doesn't it? It feels mean, it feels horrible. And this thing created a barrier between us and God. And for hundreds of years, mankind tried their very best to make a way back to God. They tried to be good, to be kind, to follow rules, to make lots of religions, but nothing could make the way back to God until. Turn to your neighbour and say, until. Until. Jesus came to earth. And the Bible actually says that Jesus wasn't just a good man who maybe wore sandals 
and maybe had long brown hair. That actually the Bible says that Jesus was God himself. He was a part of God. That it was God in the flesh, God with hands, God with a face, God with feet. And that Jesus came to earth for one purpose. He came on purpose for one purpose. And that was to make a way back to God. And the way he did this is at the age of 33, Jesus knew that that time had almost come to fulfil that one purpose. And Jesus willingly gave his life up to the Romans. And the Romans took Jesus and they crucified him on a cross. And crucifixion was invented by the Romans as the worst form of death. It was mean, it was embarrassing, it was horrible. And they said, the worst form of death is what we're going to give Jesus. And the Bible says about nine o'clock in the morning, Jesus was put on the cross, nails through his hands, nails through his feet. And for about six hours, Jesus hung on that cross. I can't even think about the pain he would have been going through. But the Bible says that as Jesus hung on the cross, something happened that had never, ever happened in history. That Jesus took all my wrong things, he took all your wrong things, and he said, I'm going to take it. Leanne, I'm going to take your wrong so you don't have to carry it. Leanne, I'm going to take your shame so you don't have to carry it. Leanne, I'm going to die so you don't have to. I'm going to take it. And on that cross, Jesus took all the wrong things that we have ever done. And at three o'clock, Jesus gave up his last breath. And the Bible says that actually absolute darkness fell on the earth. It was only three in the afternoon, but it went pitch black. And it looked like darkness had won. It looked like it was game over, but it wasn't. Because the Bible says that two days later, which you and me now celebrate Easter Sunday, that God's power brought Jesus back to life. That he left that tomb, he came out that tomb, he came back to life. And I believe Jesus is alive today. That he's not dead, but he's alive. And the great thing is, he wants to know you. He wants to know me. And because of Jesus dying on the cross, I, you, can come to God and say, God, forgive me. Jesus, sorry for my wrong. Please forgive me. And Jesus will. And he'll give you a brand new start. You can get going with your life all over again. And you see... Because Jesus said, I am the way. He wants to show you the way for your life. Maybe right now you're in a situation and you're thinking, I want to know what to do in this relationship. I want to know what decisions to make for the future. I want to know how to respond to this bad news I've had. Well, actually, I believe that Jesus wants to show you the way. Because 
Remember my torch? Remember my power cuts? Well, actually, Jesus didn't just say he was the way. He also said, I am the light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And he who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And really simply, as I finish today, Jesus wants to be light in your life. He wants to shine his light into your life so that he can show you the way. He can show you the way, how to do your life, how to have the best life. He wants to show you the way that you can have this relationship with God, having him part of your life. That doesn't mean being strange, going loopy. That just means living a normal life, but knowing that every day God's with you. God's helping you. God's taking the steps with you. Ever feel alone? We all do. But the wonderful thing is, when we invite God into our life, we're never alone. And to finish, I wonder when the last time you said yes was. You must have said yes to be here today. Thank you for that yes. We're glad you said yes. There's been many times when I said yes. Yes to getting married. Yes to having kids. Yes to different opportunities. But my most significant yes in my life has been the yes I said many years ago to Jesus. When I said, yes, I want you to be a part of my life. I want you to forgive me of my wrong and I want to start over again. And I would love it, maybe this Christmas, as you enjoy the festive lights, that actually maybe there'll be a new awareness kindled in you that just maybe this Jesus is the light of the world and just maybe this Jesus is the way. And he wants to show me the way that maybe you'll start to understand that Jesus is the reason for the season, that that's what it's all about. And I'm just going to take a moment today where I would love to say a prayer. And maybe you're here and you're listening. Maybe this is all new to you. Maybe you've sort of heard bits and bobs before. That doesn't matter. But maybe somewhere inside of you, there's this little niggle, this little movement that says, just maybe you want to say yes to Jesus. Maybe you want to say yes to Jesus for the first time. And it's okay if you don't get it all. I still don't get it all. It's okay if you've got questions. I've still got questions. But maybe there's a desire to say yes. Maybe for some of you, you said yes a long time ago. But life got in the way and stuff got in the way. But maybe a part of you says, I want to say yes. I want to recommit my life to this Jesus again. Well, just real quick in this moment, I'm going to say a prayer. And if you want to say yes to Jesus, if you want to go on a journey, finding out who he is, finding out how amazing he is, Letting him show you the way in your life. 
then I would love to invite you in your own heart, in the privacy of your own mind, just to repeat these few words after me. And I know that it will be your best yes, like it's been my best yes. So I'd love to invite you, if you feel comfortable, you can close your eyes as we pray. If you want to keep your eyes open, that is fine as well. But let's pray this evening. Dear God, thank you that you love me. You really love me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. I'm sorry for all the wrong things I have done. Please forgive me. I want to start again. I choose to say yes to Jesus. Jesus, show me the way. Jesus, be the brightest light in my world. Thank you that you love me. Amen. Amen. Let's give, let's give everyone a round of applause today who said that prayer in their hearts. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.